Professor J. Rod. On today's topic, we're going to talk about traits of a technician. We're going to talk about honesty and integrity, responsibility of a tech, and what is expected when you go into the tech field. Let's get to it. Welcome back. So this is a topic that I actually really, really enjoy. And it's actually on the test, but not a lot of people, you know, put a lot of emphasis on it. And that is the traits of a tech. Now in the, in the book, in, in the literature, they, you know, they, it's divided into different uh, categories. So I'm going to go through them. One of them is honesty and integrity. Right, that's the first one. When you working in help in tech, in help desk or tech, they expect you to be honest. You know, you're gonna get a lot of responsibility handed to you, right? And they expect you to have a certain certain level of integrity that you have to have, right? Because at the end of the day, they always suspect that you know better. Right, and that's the bad thing about being a tech. At the end of the day, it's your fault because you know better. Right, and when I mean by honesty and integrity, is listen when something happens. You know, hey, it was me. I made that mistake. I want to learn from that. What did I do wrong? I want to learn from that. And integrity, have integrity. Don't do things that you're not supposed to. They ain't trusting you. Right? With a big responsibility, whatever you believe it or not. Forget about how much you, you're getting paid. Because if you don't like what you're getting paid, just get another job. Right? But when you're in tech, they're putting a lot of responsibility. They're trusting you. I'll give you an example. One of the places that I work, the guy previous from me, they fired him. Why? Because he put himself in a board of directors email group as a blind copy, right? He was the source, right, where everybody would go to and say, hey, are we going to get a raise? And how was he finding out? Well, he was finding out because he was blind copying himself in the board of directors email group until his boss, you know, left a piece of paper one day on his desk. You know, he, he didn't have a screensaver, and the boss happened to see the email subject, which he had, right? Because he was a member of the board of, board of, uh, of directors group. So he knew what, he, he saw it, he knew it immediately what it was. And then he went and checked and he saw that he blind copied himself. The guy was out to lunch. When he came back, they fired him. They fired him. Why we, you know, there's something that, this is some stuff that, that you don't do. 
And then there's some stuff that you can do to mitigate things. For example, somebody gives you their password. No, 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 no. I don't want don't please don't give me your password. What you do is you go in there and change it. And then you have them change it back to whatever it is that they want. Don't let somebody give you their password. Because then later on, something happens, and they'll turn around and say, oh, I gave this guy my password. And somewhere in the employee handbook, they'll find that that's a no-no. And you'll get dinged, or you'll get fired. The next thing is dependability and responsibility. Listen, they pay you to do a job. Get there on time. Right? I used to have a, a job that had to be there at 6.30. And for the most part, I was there at 6.30. But, you know, things happen. Right? The bus doesn't come. Or you go outside. You know, the bus is supposed to leave, you know, at 5.35. And then one day, you know, you leave at 5.32 and you see the bus, you know, go by. Right? So you missed it. I would shoot a text to my supervisor, letting him know, "Hey, I think I'm I think I'm gonna be late." I could. He gets in at nine. He, I could walk in late, and you probably never know. But here's the thing. What if at six forty-five or six fifty, somebody's looking for me, and I'm not there. Right. So then they email him or text him, hey, why isn't this guy here? It's 650. Right? If he knows, he could say, hey, he worked the night before, you know, and he's going to, I let him come in late today. It's better than, I don't know. Right? Nobody likes to get caught off guard. You have to be responsible, too. Another story is another guy I work with was on call, right? He decided to go to a major sporting event while on call. Not only that, he posted it on social media, right? So his coworkers, this is why you need to keep your personal life and your work life separate. He put it on social media. His own co-workers saw it and ratted him out. Say, hey, aren't you on call? Why are you taking a flight? Right? They fired him. Why? For putting the company potentially in danger. You don't, that's, those, those are big no-nos. Next is sens- Sensitivity. Guys, you know, nowadays we have to be careful. I mean, this goes for everyone, but mostly guys. You know, you have to be careful what you say. It's very easy to get in trouble for making a a, a dumb comment. I'll give you an example. A student gave me. So he was working. And in his office, he, he said they had, you know, two cubicles one inner cubicle, one outer, then a walkway, and then another cubicle, one inner, one outer, right? And he said he saw a nice lady pass by, and he's in the outer cubicle. 
He rolls his chair in the walkway. He looks at her and he goes, damn, really loud. Of course, the girl gets offended. 20 minutes later, he gets a call from HR. Hey, can you come to HR? He goes up. A complaint has been made against him. Right? Because he said that. And, you know, the young lady didn't appreciate that he that he did that, especially in front of everyone. So he got written up. And they put him in the inner cubicle. So that way there's somebody there between him and the walkway so he can't slide over. It's not so easy for him to slide over and gawk at any women anymore. That's the, that's the silly stuff that people do at work that is preventable. Stuff like that you don't do. Right? It's very easy to for for people to get offended very easy when you're doing silly stuff at work that you're not supposed to be doing. This is not, you know, college campus. This is a place of business. You have to act professional. Effective, assertive, and respectful communication. Listen, you have to this is the twenty first century. I I know we got people from coming especially here in America that come from different kind of countries. It's not, you have to adjust, you know, we all have to adjust to the work culture, regardless of where we're from, right? Either we're from here or we're not here. So we have to respect people from different countries, different cultures, right? Different genders, right? There's people that, that don't believe that women should be bosses, right? But guess what? Here, women are bosses in a lot of places. So you got to get used to it. You can't get mad and say, I'm not going to call her boss. That's what you got to do. Right? And if somebody has wants you to call her, you know, Mrs. Smith, you call her Mrs. Smith. Don't call her Jody if she don't want you to call her Jody. I like to call people by their title. This is one thing I like, uh, you know, the place that I work at. Emails are meant to be professional. And... You know, our boss, she expects that. So when I write an email and somebody replies, you know, if somebody sends me an email and it's Dr. So-and-so, Dr. Smith, I reply back, hello, Dr. Smith, thank you for, you know, returning my email. I let them tell me, hey, don't call me Dr. Smith. You know, call me Jim. I don't take it upon myself to call the person Jim. Because guess what? They've earned that title. Right? And they may not like you calling them Jim. You, you know. So you have to be respectful of that. And be conscious. Like, oh, I'll wait for them to tell me to call, you know, to call them Jim. I won't call them Jim on my own. Now, I'll, you know, some of you may be saying, well, this is dumb. Right? This doesn't make any sense. But you know what? A lot of times, stuff that this easy, it's not followed. And as a tech, you know, they kind of put us a little higher. You know, they expect us to know these things. And now, this. 
What if it's possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right to your front door? You can go to the gym in that free time. Well, Instacart gives unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Way better than the other guys who nickel and dime you to death every time you use their app. Forget that one ingredient to make Sancocho? Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as little as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in the area so you can save money, and every item is hand-selected according to your preferences. No more green platanos when you want a yellow ones, and they keep your eggs safe too. To start your 14-day trial, please click the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart, never set foot in a grocery store again. All right. Another thing that we need to realize is, you know, you have to be an effective communicator. This is your job. Tech, computer, is part of the communications department. It's part of communications. So if you're going to be one of these people who don't know how to write an email, guess what? You better learn. Use Grammarly, use spell check, because believe me, ladies and gentlemen, they will make fun of you if you don't know how to write a proper email. And try to write an email so that people understand, which means no jargon, especially PC jargon. Break it down as simple as possible. Right? Don't no LOLs or you know, none of that stuff. It's professional email that's how you have to write and make sure you know you put your commas and your periods where they belong because i've seen it people will make fun of you if you don't know how to write an email you know you're a grown adult at this time you should know how to write an email if not take a writing course right because it, they will make fun of you. Now, one of the things that I would do, and I got slack for it, is every time I would go visit an office, I would put on a shirt and tie. Even though I came there to do work, and most of the time, the work that I needed to do needed to be done overnight. Right, moving the equipment around, upgrading the server, and all that stuff. But I always made it a point to wear a shirt and tie. Why? And that's just me. Why? Because first impression counts. Especially people don't know you. Right? If you go in there, let's say I go to Florida, where it's, you know, nice weather. Right? Shirt and tie. I can go there with, you know, short sleeve shirts and shorts. Right? But guess what? If something goes wrong, they they even going to complain about that. Oh, I knew something was going to go wrong as soon as he came in the door because I saw the way he was dressed. And if you think that won't happen, go and dress however you want and go to a place and have a, a disaster happen. Don't tell me that they won't mention that the way that you were dressed. Because they will. I've seen it. I've seen it. 
They'll say, I knew things was going to go wrong as soon as he walked in the door because of the way he was dressed. So I always used to, you know, and people would say, why are you coming in with a shirt and tie? You know, we don't wear shirt and tie in this office. It's just my personal choice, right? I felt like I needed to put my best foot forward. I'm representing, you know, the office that I was from in New York. I'm representing, you know, my my supervisor, my boss. And I wanted them to think that I'm there to work. I'm not there to fool around. There's no games. I'm here to work. So I dress professional. That's the way I've always taken it. And even, and there's places that, this place that I worked at, the last place that I worked at for 15 years, you know, shirt and tie was not required, but I would wear one. I would wear one because I felt that that's the respect that I deserve to give this place that I worked. So a lot of times, you know, you we complain about our job and that we're not making money and that, you know, it sucks and this and that. You know, sometimes you got to make yourself feel better. And then you do your job a little bit better and then see what happens, right? You do that, maybe things would turn for you, right? Instead of pouting, you do something different. And if it, it doesn't get you the results you want after you do all that, then you make your change. But always do the job better before you start complaining about your job. And the last thing, you want to talk about is getting answers when you you know you're trying to solicit people to tell you what's wrong so a lot of times it's kind of like pulling teeth right and i always like to tell techs this that in tech line there's this thing from i got this from an episode called from house the old tv medical show is everybody lies right you might get a help desk ticket and it might be one thing, and then when you call them, it's something completely different. Now, if you're a tech, I'm sure you've gone through this. And I call it everybody lies. Because, you know, like how the doctor says, everybody lies when they go to the doctors. Well, everybody lies when they talk to their tech. Because a lot of times they'll do something they don't want to admit that they do. Especially when you tell them, did you reboot? Right? A lot of people don't like to hear that, so they tell you that they rebooted. And it turns out they, they never did. So always try to solicit answers to questions that they or problems that they're happening because a lot of times it's not what they write on the help desk ticket. All right, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'm a little late this month because I've been a little bit busy. The semester started been a little bit busy but i want to thank everyone for listening and we'll see you really really soon we've got another episode coming up in another week thanks this has been a presentation of little cha-cha productions art by sarah music by joe kim if you want to reach me you can reach me at professor at gmail.com